0: Jesus told his disciples and us in his word that we would do greater works than his. So if that's true, why aren't we seeing God move more today? We're gonna talk about that today and see what the Bible has to say about it. Hey, welcome to our podcast today. I'm excited to have Nick Harris with us today. He is my father-in-law and was my pastor for many years and mentor, so between us, lots of years of ministry, more on his part than on my part. (laughs) but uh a fitting subject for uh to have him at the table today is we talk about why don't we see God move more today so obviously with some experience in ministry and uh he's much more versed in history than I am so uh I'm I'm glad to have his input at the table because it's an important question about uh why don't we see God move more today That's, I think every believer would want that yeah and uh and maybe even wonder at times how come we don't see uh him move more today? I thought it would be important to kind of frame the the question to begin with here, because we could go a lot of different directions with this. So let's uh let's frame it like this that we're we're talking primarily to followers of Jesus Christ. We're not mm-hmm. we're not attempting to give an apologetic for the unbeliever right. today. Um this is not um uh, this is not an attempt to answer the question about why we don't see more miracles today. That would be another path we could go mm-hmm. down. Uh, that would be interesting as well. But uh, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about today, or we're wanting to cover today. Um, you know, why aren't people raised from the dead, or how come there's not more uh, sickness healing? I think what we what we'd like to address today is where every believer lives in the everyday. Um, in terms of seeing God move. So things like, how come we don't see more people come to faith in Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ? How come we don't see more answers to prayer? How come we don't see people set free from temptations and and addictions that they might have? How come we don't see more reconciliation and marriages and families? How come we don't uh, see more people freed from sin? How come we don't see a greater manifestation of uh, of God's presence in our in our church services, and why is there not just a general? Why isn't there a greater sense of the presence of God in our country? even mm-hmm. all of those, I think, mm-hmm. that's more what we're attempting to answer today, which is is a big question. But I think it's also important that we start with some uh, some truths. That one, God is powerful mm-hmm. to work move for sure that's not something we have to wonder that's not the answer the question is that he's not powerful No, he is he is powerful to move and he is good and desires to move he Mm -hmm. wants to do uh, move he wants to move in our life and do good and reveal his glory he wants Mm -hmm. to do that we know that from his word and we know that he is at work Mm -hmm. around us Mm -hmm. he has not uh, gone silent or left us necessarily so If those are true, then we have to ask the question, well, why why not? Why aren't we seeing God move more um, in our day? I'm sure that's a question you've probably wondered at times as well over years in ministry. And
1: And still wondering from time to time. Yeah, exactly. Because there's nothing I would love more than... uh, To see even the little congregation that I pastor right Mm -hmm. now, I'd love to see uh, God be doing greater things in their lives and in their marriages and their homes. And uh, uh, we have some uh, young people in our Mm -hmm. church uh, that are not active in our church that I would love to see God move mightily in in their lives. And their parents would love to see that as well
0: and we all have family members you know that we would say man I really want them to see God move in their life right. and I, I want to see that for them and and those are things that we we pray and long for and we all probably face with the question from time to time well how come that's not happening mm-hmm. you know if I'm if I'm praying and believing what what's going on here mm-hmm. so we're going to look at some scripture today because that's where we look for answers mm-hmm. this is not just uh Something we just make up off our top of our head. Uh, But we're going to turn to Scripture and see what it has to say about life and about how God moves. And so uh, we'll look at a a variety of passages. But I think we'll start here that one of the reasons that sometimes I think we don't see God move is because um, we're looking for something different than what He's actually looking to do. Right, yeah. Uh, Where we come at it maybe with our own agenda. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens, um, we obviously don't see God move because he's moving in a way different than what we're actually looking for. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen that in churches
1: over yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people have uh, their own definition of what it would look like for God to move. Even mm-hmm. a, a lot of pastors, true, uh, I think, think that, uh, uh, evidence of God moving is uh, massive church growth or something like mm-hmm. that, or financial, um, mm-hmm. uh, blessing and, Right. Uh, and even um, health, you know, mm-hmm. when that may not be God's, uh, in fact, sometimes God gets greater glory out of our uh, weaknesses than he does out of our strengths, you know. Yeah.
0: yeah so, uh, you know, if churches or individuals, groups are, are looking for externals, maybe you could put that That's in right, a category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if they're looking even for certain manifestations, you know, if they're expecting... Uh, if they're limiting the power of God down to healings, mm-hmm. right. miracles of mm-hmm. healing, or uh, raising people from the dead, mm-hmm. or um, speaking or, in tongues, ecstatic yeah. experiences, even things for their own selfish benefit, right. absolutely, <clears throat> or political, you know, uh, ends. If mm-hmm. if you define it only by that, then you're you're kind of you're very limiting of what God really wants A- to absolutely. do, and maybe looking in the wrong. Places. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it's important, of course, if we're going to see God move, then we have to we have to do the things that He's asked us mm-hmm. to do. We have to come at it with humility and sacrifice mm-hmm. and sincerity and personal transformation. And those are the things that lead more mm-hmm. to um, real change right. in our life and the real work of God. You know, it's interesting in uh, First Corinthians it talks about. Um, the wisdom of God and His purposes. It says there in chapter one, verses uh, twenty-one. It starts. It says, "In the wisdom of God, uh, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe." So God has a unique way in which He works. In verse twenty-two, it said, "For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks." Foolishness. So, there were those who missed Jesus when he was right in front right. of them because they were looking <laughs> for the wrong thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, the Jews missed him in in their day, and 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 many people miss him in our day because they're looking for the wrong right. thing.
1: Yeah. So like the Greeks were looking for a philosopher, mm. the Jews were mm-hmm. looking for maybe a military leader. Yeah. And so they both they both missed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he,
1: he shows up,
0: uh, God in the flesh. He shows up a servant, and and they don't they can't see it, mm-hmm. even though he's right there in front of it. And yeah. so it just, you know, that's one of those things that kind of uh, <clears throat> calls us to attention. Like, okay, are you make sure you're looking at the right thing and for yeah. the right thing, or it could be God could be moving right in front of mm-hmm. you. But you're missing it because you're you're looking for the wrong thing to happen.
1: Yeah, and so. you know I, I don't want to get us off track here, but yeah. I was just thinking about the Apostle Paul. Uh, probably no greater Christian, right. no more dedicated Christian. Yep. And yet he had some kind of uh, thorn in the flesh, he calls it. No, yep. we're not certain exactly what that was. Right. But he prayed and besought the Lord three times to remove it. And certainly he would have loved to have seen God work in power to to answer that prayer. But God worked to uh, create greater humility in him. And so it's almost like God would rather see humility Mm. and uh, dependence on him more than just the phenomenal external, uh, you know, God doing what I
0: want him to do. It's true. Know? And and it fits. That's not off track to me mm-hmm. at all. It fits exactly here because sometimes we even are looking for God to remove the roadblock in front right. of us, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, um, whether it be something physical in terms of an illness or or a roadblock in terms of some type of financial obstacle, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. But it, his purpose is not even the removal of that. His purpose is in walking us through it. That's right. And, and transforming exactly. us by it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. If we're if we're not looking for that, though, mm-hmm. we'll miss it.
1: Yeah. Now, I like what you said that so many times people measure God's power and God's uh, blessings by externals, yeah. Yeah. and God is really more interested in the heart. He's yeah. more interested in the internal. And it's he true. makes that clear all throughout the scripture, you know, that yeah. man looks on the exterior. Yes. God looks on the interior. He said to the Pharisees, you know, you, you've you made the outside all clean and yeah. pretty, but the inside is what's corrupt. And, and God wants inner transformation that's where we become like jesus is on the inside not on the outside in fact if people say i want to be as rich as jesus well he didn't have anywhere (laughs) he didn't have anywhere to lay his head you know so uh he may have just had one one coat yeah and uh so uh
0: yeah so the the greater um the greater glories, greater values of, of Jesus are things like obedience and forgiveness and, right. and righteousness and laying down your life and humility, mm-hmm. uh, reconciliation, restoration. Though now now you're getting into the vein of where Jesus works. That's right. Exactly. And, and now you're going to start seeing mm-hmm. him really work. Mm-hmm. And so um, I know we're addressing this this big picture question of why don't we see him move more often? Mm-hmm. Well. He is moving, and there are places that people are actually seeing it happen. That's right, for and, sure. And and I think in both of our churches, we would say, yeah, we're seeing some of that happen. Mm-hmm. We are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But one of the reasons that people don't see it more often, I think, in their in their faith is because you can be looking for the wrong thing That's right. from time to time. Uh, let's talk about another area here that, that Scripture talks about that can limit our ability to see God uh, move in our life and around us is when there is insincere faith. Mm-hmm. So this would be faith that is, as we talked about, focused on the externals. Mm-hmm. But this is a little different in that it it denies the reality of the working inside and goes all in on the externals. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, in Second Timothy, you have this... Um, Declaration, a prophetic declaration of what the the last times will be like, and I think when I read this, we'll all say <laughs> we're in those times. Like we're reading we're, today's newspaper. Yeah, then. exactly. Uh, Paul writes there, and he says, "Know this: that in the last days, perilous times will come." Got it. Uh, men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And you think, yeah, that's that's them out there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the world. But what Paul says next? draws the circle a little bit closer to home. He mm-hmm. says, having a form of godliness, in other words, mm-hmm. this these people I'm talking about here, they carry on mm-hmm. the function and the form of being a believer. Mm-hmm. They wear the, the look of a believer. Mm-hmm. They go to the gatherings of believers. They do the talk of a believer.
1: It says they have they, the externals.
0: They have, yeah. They have the form, mm-hmm. the outward trappings of godliness, but denying its power mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so here is one of the reasons I think people don't see God move more often is because inwardly like as you mentioned like the Pharisees they are they're corrupt on the inside mm-hmm. but try to have a good look on the outside right. they're they're doing the church thing but denying the power of God within them uh, in their own transformation humility uh, obedience <clears throat> And so when that happens, I think it's clear from scripture that, that God says, I'm not going to honor that mm-hmm. with my work or my right. hand. And so whether we're Old Testament or New Testament, you find that story over and over again mm-hmm. where God um, withholds his power, right. though he is able, mm-hmm. though he is powerful, though he it desires it, he withholds it from those Um where there is insincere faith. Yeah. Any any thoughts along that line of why is this why would this be part of God's plan to uh withhold his power when he can and will and could.
1: Yeah. Well the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. So what God really wants from us is to believe him, you know. Not just to believe in him. Right. Even the demons believe in him. That's true. But he wants us to believe him. Yeah. And uh uh, to believe that He is good, to yep. believe that He is able, yep. and uh, and and to believe that He has a purpose, that He has a divine design yep. for our life, and that is to conform us to the image of Jesus. Yep. And so again, if we if we define the workings of God in terms of of externals, mm-hmm. then we're mm-hmm. missing the point. We're, yeah. we're, and and it's not that God is totally uninterested in externals he does bless us and there's right. no doubt we've certainly in christian mm-hmm. parts of america we've mm-hmm. been multiply blessed but his real blessing is to conform us to the image of jesus
0: right yeah and you find uh, i think it's in amos and isaiah god saying some very strong words like I hate your solemn assemblies. Mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. your feasts. I hate, I hate that external stuff mm-hmm. when it doesn't come from an internal place right. of, of sincerity yeah. and, and humility yeah. and, and, and God-honoring righteousness. Mm-hmm. God, God doesn't look at that and say, well,
1: bless your heart. Mm, you know, right. he, he,
0: is, he is offended. He is mm-hmm. uh, angered by right. those things.
1: Well, and when you think about that, he said the Pharisees they were like whitewashed tombs, yeah, and yeah. he says what's on the outside what people see yeah. looks good, but he said I see, and he describes it as rotten, decaying, yeah. dead men's bones. You yeah, know? so it's pretty disgusting. Yeah,
0: and and again, Pharisees, and and sometimes in, in, even in Jewish history, you find mm-hmm. that they were they carried on the outward functions mm-hmm. of. Of the faith, but inwardly their hearts were far from God, and, and God withdrew His hand mm-hmm. in those times.
1: And incidentally, that's real easy to do. Oh, I mean, it is real easy to conform to an external religious picture, yep. Yep. and uh, almost anybody can do that. Yes. Even 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 unbelievers yeah. can uh, pretend. Uh, when I was in college, I went to a. Uh, it was a revival meeting. It was mm-hmm. kind of a healing meeting, and uh, it was just uh, terrible. I mean, the the, <laughs> the the shenanigans they pulled to try to get money, and I went and talked to the men wow. and visited with them. There were about four of them, and I went into the little trailer they were living in, and they were all drinking and cursing oh, and wow. everything, and, and I, I I confronted them about it, and they just laughed, and they said, man, we don't believe this stuff. We're 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 making money, wow. and they were honest, just right up front. Wow. And I just thought, uh, and here they were presenting themselves to this uh, rather uh, poor co- yeah. uh, uh, assembly mm-hmm. of people wow. as if they were miracle workers and and godly people, and mm-hmm. I, I it just made me sick. Yeah,
0: and, and you're right. It can happen even in our day. Yeah, people. Sometimes we get into this routine of, of walking into church and thinking, "Okay, I'm going I'm to put on my appearances here for the mm-hmm. next hour and a half, mm-hmm. and I can I can look good here, and mm-hmm. then walk back out of that mm-hmm. and live a very insincere life mm-hmm. after that." Right. And so, when that when that that duplicity, double life is happening, you can't expect God to show up in, right. in miraculous wonder working ways he mm-hmm. he he has said he's not going to so uh again if you're if you're looking in the wrong places that you're not going to see God move if you if you have insincere faith that's not going to happen i think another way we see that in scripture is if you're walking in places that are dark mm-hmm. with no truth or hope mm-hmm. and that is where you walk all the time you're not going to see God move in those places yeah. so Second um, Corinthians four talks about um, the those who have been blinded to truth, mm-hmm. and it says, uh, "Whose minds the God of this age has blinded." Mm-hmm. So there, there obviously is a a god of mm-hmm. a, um, demonic spirits who right. are ruling in this age, and their goal is to blind, mm-hmm. to keep people from seeing. The, the light of the gospel, the hope of, of Christ, and the power of God. Mm-hmm. So he wants to obviously then keep people from walking in truth, right. being environments in environments of truth. So if you are walking in places where all of the input you're getting is godless, right. against, against faith, mm-hmm. uh, against the church, mm-hmm. against truth, uh, if you're walking in environments that where there's a practice of habitual sin, if, if your entertainment sources mm-hmm. and your news sources and your social sources are all godless, mm-hmm. then you will be blind, blind dead, to the reality of God working amongst yeah. you. even though he could be right in front of you, mm-hmm. you'll be blind to him.
1: And first John really speaks to that because mm. it talks about if we walk in the light, yeah. then we have fellowship with one another. And so obviously if we're encouraged to walk in the light, that yeah. means that we can not be walking in the light. Yeah. And, uh, and sadly, uh, again that's easy to do it's it easy to walk in in darkness when you live in such a dark world with yep. so much darkness uh we we need to love the light and walk in the light
0: yeah it, it seems like there's uh, fewer sources today yeah. even there have been in the last decades mm-hmm. it's harder and harder to find places churches groups mm-hmm. of believers right. who are truly walking in in the light, in the light. that's right and so mm-hmm. uh, but For us to have hope and to have a sense of, I see God moving, you've got to get to those circles. You've got to get into those groups and see where is God working and and then run to that place Mm -hmm. and then uh, seek to be part of what what God is doing there.
1: And I have friends of mine Mm -hmm. in various parts of the United States and in other countries Mm -hmm. who uh, find it very difficult to find a fellowship of like-minded light walkers, you know, they, 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 it's even darker in some places than it is in other places. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, you think, okay, well, the church is that light, but so many churches today are uh, drifted off into just religious, um, activities, Mm -hmm. disengaged from what's happening in the Mm -hmm. world, or they have bought into, um, what's happening in the world and have become centers of wokeism themselves
1: that's right absolutely Uh,
0: and as a result they aren't seeing wondrous things they aren't seeing God move in powerful ways they're they're not seeing uh, people being saved and baptized and reconciliation happen in relationships and people walking in righteousness and being people being freed from sin patterns in their life you you can't you can't find the work of God if you're walking in the in the darkness Mm -hmm. away from God that's right all right. Uh well, let's talk about another one then, uh, another area, and, and we're leading up to what I think are the, the some of the biggest um uh, reasons that we don't see God move today. But we're on to number four here. Uh it can be just from spiritual immaturity. You know, you can you can still be young mm-hmm. in the faith and not be aware of what mm-hmm. God is doing and and recognize his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, I I see this as uh, you see it in children. Of course, children can be uh, completely unaware of social settings. You know, mm-hmm. you can be uh, our family can gather and we can be having a, a serious conversation, mm-hmm. and we're going to stop and we're, we're going to pray before a meal, or we're going to pray because of a need <laughs> in the family. And you know, one of the kids will come running in, mom, 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 hey, hey, you know, and they don't, they're not aware mm-hmm. of what's right. going on yeah. in that moment. They're mm-hmm. they're just they're children. Yeah, and so they're focused on themselves and what's important in that moment, Mm -hmm. Um, and that can be spiritually true, yeah, as well for sure. You look like you got a story. You're thinking. No,
1: no, I just I've just seen uh, I've seen that happen many times with children, Mm. but I also have seen it happen. I uh, uh, I teach a Sunday school class, Mm. and uh, I have uh, some people in my class (laughs) that sometimes ask a question that is totally off. track you yes. know i mean it, it'd be you know like uh, uh you know uh something about why do frogs uh, <laughs> you know do, croak or something like that and i'm thinking well where'd that come from yeah you know and but i mean they're they're sincere they're they, they but it yep. just <laughs> has nothing to do with spiritual yep. growth exactly yeah
0: you, you find that in children's Classes, uh-huh. you know, Bible studies, Sunday school, whatever it might be. You're you're asking the children. So, uh, what do we what do we know about how much Jesus loves us? And mm-hmm. they raise their hands. say, I have a turtle, you know. Uh-huh. And, and exactly. Like, okay, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I get it. You know, uh-huh. They're sincere, but they're just young. Mm-hmm. They're they child, right. and, mm-hmm. and that can happen in the faith. Um, Second Peter talks about. Uh, the importance of growing in our faith. In chapter one, it says, you know, at giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue and knowledge and self-control and mm-hmm. perseverance and godliness. These are things that we must do ourselves uh, In because of faith, we add these to our faith. And he says, if you don't do these things, then you will be short-sighted uh-huh. even to blindness. Mm-hmm. So you could be a believer Time progress in your faith or in your years, your mm-hmm. physical years, but your faith not progress and mm-hmm. you be blind mm-hmm. to what's happening around That's you. That's right. Be blind to God moving because you're still immature mm-hmm. in the faith, not right. aware of God's hand and mm-hmm. how he moves. And the story from the Old Testament helps illustrate that, I think. There's a time when Elisha and his servant are uh, they wake up and they're surrounded by an army. All around them, a physical army, and they're, the servant is terrified in this moment. Elisha seems unmoved, you know, two against the world, mm-hmm. and he's unmoved, and the and the servant is terrified and filled with fear. Mm-hmm. And um, the servants asking Elijah, "What are we going to do? What are we going to do?" And and Elisha prays. He says, "Lord, uh, I pray that you open his eyes, that he might see." Mm-hmm. And, and then it, the Bible says that that young man's eyes are open. And he saw around the mountain, it was full of horses and chariots of fire. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, he saw what was in reality mm-hmm. that he couldn't in his immaturity. Right. And so that can happen. Absolutely. We can, Absolutely. We can not see, but that doesn't mean it's not real. Mm-hmm. We just haven't gotten to the place of greater maturity. And that's why we need to surround ourselves with people of faith, people of experience in the faith um, to help us see. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let's let's move to what probably the Bible speaks to more than anything else as to the reasons why we don't see him move. So uh, there's a word that is going to be used. We're going to look at three examples today um, of why we don't see God move, and that word is unbelief. Mm -hmm. So uh, we know that faith is um, what's necessary for us to come to God. Uh, Hebrews says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. The one who comes to God must believe that he is, that he is God, and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It's both of those. Mm -hmm. Not just that God exists, but that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Mm -hmm. That's important because the passages we're going to look at next Will all say something about unbelief? But it's not that they didn't believe in God; mm-hmm. it's more that they didn't believe that He would be the rewarder right. of those who diligently mm-hmm. seek Him. So, uh, we know from uh, the Gospels in Matthew 17, there's a there's a story of a uh, a father who has a child who is um, in in the New King James. It says he is uh, an epileptic. Uh, Epileptic and suffers severely. Uh, he's thrown into the fire, throws himself in the fire. So this father's concerned for his child. Um, the, the, the disciples themselves who have been given authority in Jesus, they're followers of Jesus. They attempt to cast the demons out of this child and they can't. Mm-hmm. And they go to Jesus and say, why couldn't we do this? And Jesus says to them, because of your unbelief. Mm-hmm. So that's, that had to hurt a little bit, I'm sure, because uh, it's not that they didn't believe in God. It's not that they didn't believe in Jesus Mm -hmm. or that they didn't believe in what they were doing.
1: They had actually already seen other miracles happen
0: at their hand. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's true. So then there has to be something here that Mm -hmm. says, okay, well, there's a level of faith that's required. Mm -hmm. If you want to see the greater wonders, there has to be a place of greater faith. Now we're going to start getting to this question here of, okay, are you saying then that God only moves dependent upon our faith? Mm -hmm. Interesting question. Mm -hmm. So uh, we also know from uh, Matthew 13 that uh, it says about Jesus and the city of Nazareth that he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Mm-hmm. He had the power. He had the willingness. Mm-hmm. He had the ability, but he did not do it mm-hmm. because of their unbelief. And then uh, in Hebrews, it, it read about the whole nation of Israel, that for 40 years they wandered in the wilderness. And it the Bible says in, in commentary about that, that they did not enter into what God had for them because of their unbelief. So, that's that kind of begs a bigger theological mm-hmm. question here. Mm-hmm. So, God can, God is able, God is powerful, God desires, but you're telling me that he doesn't move and
1: the reason is because of our lack of faith? So, well, God is always wanting to build faith in us, that's mm-hmm. for sure. And he does Operate. Um, he can operate sovereignly, It's like yep. when he created the world. He didn't. Nobody had any faith in that. You yep. know, he yep. just, just spoke and did it. Yep. Uh, but uh, I read a book by Paul Billheimer back uh, maybe fifty years ago. Okay, called "Don't Waste Your Sorrows," and he was saying in that book that God loves to train us mm. in. Co-ruling, you know. someday we we will wow. rule. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, the Bible makes it clear that yeah. we, we will have authority, and and so He gives us what He called on the job training, I like it through prayer, yes, and by faith and prayer and the the prayer of faith. The mm-hmm. Bible speaks of the prayer of faith. Mm-hmm. It is God's way of showing us that we can mm-hmm. operate in. In partnership with him, you know, mm-hmm. that we are co-rulers. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that has, has helped me over the years to mm-hmm. realize that God wants to work, but he wants us to work with him. And yep. so his part, of course, is to, to do the work that we can't do. Yep. But he does that by helping us have faith, and the faith connected with his power uh, I mean, yep. even salvation actually comes yep. out as well. But, but for the children of God, we we participate yep. with God's mighty works yep. by doing, by by exercising faith. Yep. And when we don't have faith, God's still able to work. And sometimes he does work, but sometimes he doesn't work. Exactly. Because he's waiting. And he's really more concerned about Training us yes. than he is about getting the yeah. work done. Yeah,
0: so uh, Jesus comes to Earth mm-hmm. and lives, dies, raised from the dead, mm-hmm. ascends back into heaven, not because of anybody's faith. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> God sovereignly That's does right. that, so He can. That's right, and He He does, but uh, He does not uh, supersede our will mm-hmm. and force us into salvation. Mm-hmm. Right. That is an act of faith, which is a gift yeah. from him to begin right. with. Mm-hmm. But um there isn't there is an element of where you're not going to see God move if you're not stepping in faith. That's right. And so I know some Christians today they they get to this place they say, well, I mean, I'm willing to do whatever God has. I mean whatever I mean, whatever I'll do it if Mm -hmm. if if he just tells me, and and that sounds good, Mm -hmm. but is that real faith Mm -hmm. at that at that point? You know, if 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 Noah would have just said, I mean, I'm willing to do whatever, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but God says, I want you to want you to build a a massive boat, yeah, and want you to uh, I'm going to call the animals two by two, and I want Mm -hmm. you to to get on this boat, and and I'm going to close the
1: door, and then I'm going to bring judgment on this world. Yeah, when you read first, I mean, when you read Hebrews eleven, yes, all the the great faith chapter, it says by faith they obeyed, by yes. faith they yes. did this, by faith, yes. and so faith is not just a passive thing where yes. I just sit back and well I believe, but I act.
0: Yes, know? it's very active. Mm-hmm. Abraham, mm-hmm. he he leaves his own country out of faith. Right. He he takes his son mm-hmm. Isaac to an altar by faith he there's activity it it wasn't just i mean i'm willing i do whatever it was it's not passive it is intentionally active it it Mm. looks at the promises and says i'm going to do this because this is what god requires so you know that shows up in our our giving it shows up in our sacrifice it shows up in our intentionality to lead our family by faith it shows up in our choice to start our day in spending time with God. It shows up in the priorities that we pick, the Mm -hmm. places that we go for entertainment. It shows up in how we love in our marriage. It shows up how we raise our children. We don't just say, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm willing to do whatever. That's right. It may start there for you, but God's not interested in whatever. He's very specific
1: about what he calls us to. And there's a plan. There's a purpose. So, and understanding that faith is more than just something in our head. You yeah. know, it's more than just uh, believing certain facts. It's an active work. I think it was Martin Luther who said, salvation is by faith alone, but the faith that saves is never alone. Yeah. Faith is demonstrated or proven to be real faith mm-hmm. by the action that it takes.
0: That's true. Uh, James writes and says, Uh, You believe in God? Hey, way to go. Even Mm -hmm. the demons believe. (laughs) And they tremble. Uh, But faith has evidence to it. Faith has a step to it. Faith Mm -hmm. has work that follows it. So uh, unbelief can be or is one of the reasons that we don't see God move. And not not that we don't believe in God, Mm -hmm. but that we don't put our faith into action in our life. That kind of unbelief, to apply truth to the moment. To, you want to see God in your marriage? Well, then you've got to bring faith into the marriage uh, and believe that he works there and not sure. just say, well, I'm willing for him to do whatever in my marriage or I'm willing for him to do whatever with my children. No, you have to intentionally train your children up in the ways of God. Bring God into the family setting. Help them see intentionally raise, him up, be, raise them up in in the truth and in the faith mm-hmm. and, and be engaged in your church. Be engaged in worship and mm-hmm. not just well, I'm here to see whatever. No, I'm intentionally engaged and involved and passionate uh, to carry out his purposes in my life.
1: So I think that's part of the problem is that people have <clears throat> a misunderstanding of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, i show off my Latin here a little right. bit. You know, the, yeah. <clears throat> and the, the Reformers, they said that uh, genuine faith has three parts. It okay. has what they call notitia, which is the facts. You know, okay. just, you know, you... Uh, this is the facts. Mm-hmm. And then there's a census that is my agreement with the facts. Mm-hmm. But even that's not saving faith because right. you can agree with all the biblical things. And then the, the, the third thing is they call fiducia, which is mm. actually uh, resting on, uh, yeah. trusting, th- thrusting myself on, you know. Yeah. Then And that's always demonstrated by obedience. Yeah. And the only way that we know that Abraham had faith was that he obeyed. Yeah. It's and, so uh, uh, and James of course talks about how that a person can say, I have faith, but he said, if, yeah. if there's no evidence of it, right. Then it's, then it's not faith. Yeah.
0: Where, where are the tangible places that you're living this out? Right. In, in exactly. your life. And, you know, I, I love the fact we're seeing that here at vertical. We have people who are hungry to, mm-hmm. uh, pursue God and then obey God. Our men's breakfast, you know, uh, 30 men getting up at 6 a.m. to seek God and enjoy some breakfast. And then uh, one of the parts I enjoy is when we sit down at the table after after Bible study, and these men are wrestling through mm-hmm. these truths. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just thinking uh, yesterday morning with the group I was sitting with, it's like a wrestling match, mm-hmm. not between one another, but they're mm-hmm. wrestling with this truth. Yeah. And how okay. do I apply this? And I, I just... I, in fact, I told us I love Lower. what's happening here. Mm-hmm. That uh, there's this there's this genuine wrestling with mm-hmm. truth to not to resist it. Yeah, but wrestling with how do I how apply. do I apply this mm-hmm. to my mm-hmm. life? I, I want to do that, and so yeah. when people start doing that, you start seeing God move. Mm-hmm. But if there is passivity, if there is disengagement, if there is just uh, religious activity disengaged from from the realities of life, you're not going to see many mighty works. That's right. Uh, Sadly, Jesus will pass you by and look for another location that has belief. He's looking for those who have that kind of passionate, I'm in, let's do this. I'm all 100% in faith. That's right.
1: You know, I I tell a a rather lengthy story. I won't tell the whole story, but I tell them when I was six years old and uh, I had gotten up on top of a, Large uh, piece of furniture in our house called the shiffer robe, and my dad asked me if I would uh, fall off of the shiffer robe and let him catch me, Mm. and he wanted me to close my eyes and back up to the edge and just fall off backwards, (laughs) and I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And he said, "Uh, "Do you believe I love you?" And I said, "Well, yeah, I believe you love me." He said, "That's good." He said, "Do you believe I'm strong enough Mm. to catch you?" I said, "Well." Sure, I believe you He said, do you believe that I would lie to you? I said, Mm -hmm. well, no, I don't. I I believe you're telling me the truth. So he said, well, if you believe I love you, you believe I'm telling you the truth, and you believe I'm strong enough, then why won't you just trust me and fall off? And then I backed up to the edge, and sure enough, I just fell backwards, and he caught me, and it was a lot of fun. We did it several times. And uh, over the years, I've thought that was a real demonstration because it's true a, a person can can say i believe god is able yeah i believe god loves me yeah i believe he's telling me the truth but then but they never yep. take that act yep. of obedience it's that true. act of uh, of really uh, trusting in mm-hmm. him and yep. uh, so that that has helped me over the years mm-hmm. as i've looked back to that's good it's a
0: great story It's an example of uh because you did believe and trust, there were many mighty works done. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. That's right. And he was able to demonstrate his power yeah. by catching me, and uh, yeah. and and so it increased my confidence in him. Yeah. Good. So that takes us to our, our
0: last one today that I, that ties in with this, and, and really I think it fits. Um, it fits throughout Scripture, but it also fits where we are today. Does it? One of the reasons we don't see God move in, in more powerful ways is uh, when people are not fully surrendered mm-hmm. and not fully set apart for his purposes. So uh, in our recent message here at Vertical, we looked at Joshua, uh, chapter five, and how they're about to cross the Jordan River in a miraculous way mm-hmm. that only God can do. And um, Joshua says to the people, um, uh, sanctify yourselves, or set yourselves apart for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And you find this theme throughout scripture that if you want to see God do wonders among you, then you have to be set apart for him. You have to be fully um, disengaged from your own flesh and the world and be fully engaged into his purposes Mm -hmm. and and faith in him to do what May even be counter to your natural mm-hmm. understanding, and so they do that, and God shows his power. Mm-hmm. A miraculous thing happens, wonder happens among them, and then that that theme follows scripture uh, second chronicles you find God saying or, or the scripture saying about God, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him or um, some translations say perfect, mm-hmm. but it's this idea of being fully consecrated, mm-hmm. set apart. God, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fully yours. Mm-hmm. So it is the, I'm willing to do whatever, but it also is fully engaged and active. Mm-hmm. And in those situations is where uh, God shows off. He's looking for places mm-hmm. to show right. off.
1: He loves to show off. He yes. really does. He loves to show himself yes. strong.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he, He chooses to do that in the hearts and lives of those who are fully engaged Mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. So uh, from history, uh, maybe talk to us about some of the places that the greatest moves of God in terms of revivals Mm -hmm. have happened.
1: Well, I had an opportunity years ago to have a prayer meeting with Miss Bertha Smith. Mm -hmm. It was one of the most meaningful moments of my life. Actually, Mm -hmm. I was in seminary. What and year is this? this was in 1968 okay. uh, 69 okay. and uh, Bertha Smith was a missionary to uh, China mm. and she uh, was she served there for many years 30 40 years mm. but the first 20 years that they were in China uh, the missionaries themselves uh, had a lot of infighting among themselves mm-hmm. a lot of jealousy a lot of bickering and and a lot of comparison lot. Uh, just pretty carnal stuff really right and uh, and she said that uh, uh, one time all the missionaries got together and they just wanted to know why are we not seeing God work here mm-hmm. in in the Shanton mm-hmm. uh, province of China and said as they talked one of the women got up and mm. said, I think one reason I'm not seeing God work is because of the attitudes I have of wow. jealousy and and I've gossiped, I've said some things about some of you and, mm. and she just broke down in tears and began to wow. weep and confess mm. and ask forgiveness. And then another got up and did the same thing and then mm. another and then another. Before long, she said the whole group wow. was in tears Mm. and said immediately after that Mm. the great what's called the Shantung revival broke out and uh, but she said first of all it was God's people Mm. who had to get right Mm. and when they began to humble themselves and really seek the Lord then God moved in a mighty way and of course it was in preparation for what came to be the expulsion of all the missionaries from China and she said that had they not had that great revival, mm. there would not have been the strong uh, national Christians mm. to help lead that revival. Wow. If you want to read about it, there's a book called go home and tell wow. nice. uh, by mm. Bertha Smith. It's a great yeah. read. And, and, uh, uh, the night that, that, uh, we were praying with her. She was almost 90 years old at mm. that time. Mm. And, uh, she asked us all to get on our knees and pray. And mm. so for about 20 or 30 minutes, I was on my knees. My knees began to hurt, you know. <laughs> and I glanced up and looked, and here she was, this 90-year-old woman just crawling from person to person, praying with them. Wow. It was. <laughs> wow.
0: Now, didn't you have a uh, similar experience with Leonard Ravenhill?
1: Yes, uh-huh. And David York yeah, yeah. went with me. Sure. We went Went to, to meet with Leonard Ravenhill over uh, in the... Uh, uh, near Tyler, mm-hmm, uh, Texas mm-hmm. And uh, same thing You know no. And But but he and, and Bertha Smith And mm-hmm. so many people mm-hmm. That's what they say Is that uh, The reason Christians are not seeing God work yep. Is because they're just half hearted yep. They are just yep. They're not all in yep. They are actually yep. uh, In with their mind yep. But not with their obedience Not with their life yep. And and uh, the fact is, the Bible says, uh, "You shall love the Lord your God with all yes. your heart, yes. all your soul, all right. your mind, all mm-hmm. your strength." And and I think that's where we miss it a lot. Yeah. And I'm talking about myself too. You know, sure. But, uh, it's it's easy to be partly in. Yep. And it's challenging. Jesus said, if any man will come after me and him deny himself, take up his cross, follow me, that's that's wholehearted, total commitment.
0: And so the great moves of God over time, Mm -hmm. uh, historically, uh, or the great moves in churches, Mm -hmm. or even in individual families, Mm -hmm. it starts with someone who says, all right, I'm all. I'm all in. Mm -hmm. Uh, D.L. Moody. right. He's, he's moved by the challenge. Uh, someone says to him, The world is yet to see what God will do through a man who is fully and wholly consecrated, right. and set apart for his mm-hmm. glory. He and, said, I want to be that man. Be that guy. Mm-hmm. And God uses him. And so uh, I tend to think, you know, these last two, but especially this one uh, for the believers, uh, for for the church today, this is where our calling is. If we want to see God move more, then we don't need to add. One more percentage level to our faith, we gotta be all in with That's our right. faith. Absolutely. Completely, fully surrendered. Now, mm-hmm. I know some might listen to this and think, okay, this sounds a whole lot like some kind of legalism, you know, or transactional mm-hmm. faith. You're saying if I wanna see that, I've gotta do this. Mm-hmm. So well,
1: is there's that what lots I'm talking of talking about here. But but there are lots of if thens in the yes. Bible, you know, if yes. my people who are called by and I will humble themselves and praise, yep. seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Right. Then I will hear from heaven. Yes. And will uh, forgive their sins and heal their land. Yeah. So uh, that's not a transactional kind of thing. It's right. just the fact that's the way, that's the way it works. It's you know? true.
0: And, and salvation is mm-hmm. by his grace, mm-hmm. by our faith. That's right. Uh, and, and there's really not any transaction there, except mm-hmm. you lay it all down. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but when it, like you say, when it comes to faith and you don't see God move in your life, there is a whole lot of if thens. That's right. Absolutely. Um, It's the poor in spirit who Mm -hmm. will see God. You know, it's, it's those who are willing to sacrifice and humble themselves that will see greater grace. Mm -hmm. So, um, even when it comes to obedience, Mm -hmm. it's those who will walk in full obedience, not partial obedience, Mm -hmm. not external obedience, not Sunday only obedience, it, it's full obedience that that Jesus mm-hmm. rushes to yeah. and, and blesses and, and pours yeah. out wonders
1: yeah. amongst them. Well, and this might be a topic for another time, but this whole <laughs> idea of unconditional, you know, I've talked about, you know, we, we love to hear people talk about God loves us unconditionally. Right. And all this, but there are conditions yes. to... Uh, to God working in our life. That's true. And and there are some negative conditions. You know, if we are walking in darkness, yep. then we can't expect God's blessings. Right. And so, uh, yeah, uh, God is, you know, he doesn't love us because of anything in us, mm-hmm. but because he does love us, there is something responsive in us yep. and then God responds to our responses.
0: Yeah, well. he, he, he loves us. Mm-hmm. Already and mm-hmm. loved us while we were still sinners, right. but if you want to see transformation happen in your life, then you have to mm-hmm. uh, repent yes, of your sin, humble right. yourself, take up your cross, follow Him. Uh, those are those are all very conditional
1: yeah. statements. And the fact is, God really does expect more of His children mm-hmm. than He does of the unbelievers. That's you true. Know? And God, uh, you know, when our kids were little, you know. If, if there were some kids out throwing rocks at cars, <laughs> I didn't scold the neighbor's <laughs> kids, but I called my kids in and mm-hmm. told them, you know, stop that, you know?
0: Yeah, that's true. So, um, bottom line, God is powerful to move. That's right. God desires to move. Mm-hmm. He has chosen to move mm-hmm. in the lives of those who will be fully surrendered mm-hmm. to him. So, um, you, he even gives us a promise that if we will have faith, even though it may be the size of a mustard seed, mm-hmm. that we, with that faith, we can say to this mountain, be moved, mm-hmm. and it will be moved. That's right. He's looking for those who have that kind of faith. That's right. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a lot, but I'm all in with what I've got
1: yeah. kind of yeah. thing. And, and we grow in our faith. Yes. You know, that's the thing. And, and one way that God helps us grow in our faith is by uh, uh, responding to little faith, yes. and then it becomes greater faith, and then becomes greater faith. Yep. And uh, so we should be should be walking from move to move to move yes. as, as we grow in our faith. Yep. And
0: we may have been blind. We may have missed some things in our life. We may have not seen him move, but the hope of the gospel is that if we turn... And the truth of the gospel is if we turn, he will open our eyes to see. That's right. uh, Second Corinthians, we'll close with this, uh, says when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. That's right. The blindness that has been over our eyes and our mm-hmm. heart and our minds uh, can be removed. And, and then where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty And with unveiled Amen. face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. We're transformed from glory to glory so mm-hmm. that's our hope so you might say well i, I haven't seen god move in my life i, I get it I, I can i can say mm-hmm. that as well there have been times i haven't and there, i want to see more mm-hmm. and, and the hope is if i will set my sights on him surrender to him he will give me the faith to believe and see him Amen. in my life so Amen. well i appreciate you joining well, us today
1: i Amen. appreciate the
0: opportunity to be here always yeah, yeah. And uh, thanks for being a part today. Blessings to you. Uh, Share, like, subscribe to our channel. And um, we're going to keep on lifting him up and living him out. And grateful you could be part of that with us.